I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Hey, chickens. Uh, All right, we're finally getting around to the Magician's Apprentice. which um, is very Dr. Light, uh, <laughs> to be honest. So, we start with the same scene from the end of the prologue with the soldiers all running and, you know, it's like a shot from above, like a plane's flying over. And then we see a biplane. Oh, my God. Well, heaps of biplanes. Um, and one of the soldiers has bows and arrows. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, the biplanes shoot laser bolts and then some little kid runs off into, like, the mud. There's mud everywhere. Like, it is the muddiest place in the world. Um, possibly filmed at Glastonbury. Uh, no. <laughs> you know, that's lots of my, one of my favourite Glastonbury images is when Shirley Bassey was performing there, and she had br- was it bright pink gumboots with DSB for Dame Shirley Bassey written on the sides of them in giant diamantes. It was heaven. Um, anyway, I love Shirley Bassey. She's the best. Uh, so one of the soldiers asks, he's like, was that a child? And the guy with the bow and arrow yells out to the kid to stop running. Uh, another soldier comes up and says, the drone's coming. And the bow and arrow guy goes, look, I'll catch up. And he runs off. Uh, the other soldier runs off and uh, bow and arrow tells the kid to stay still because the ground starts wobbling. Um, and he gets out like a little computery thing and starts scanning and says, I think we've got company. And he says, have you ever seen a hand mine? And the kid nods and looks down and there is a hand poking out of the mud and it's holding on to the foot of the soldier with the bow and arrow. It is creepy. This is a very atmospheric scene. I love it. Um, the soldier's like, okay, everything's going to be fine. Uh, and as he says that, he's sucked down into the dirt. It is terrifying. Um, the kid just stands there still. And all these hands start coming up slowly out of the ground, like heaps of them. He's surrounded by them. Um, and then the hands turn around and in the middle of the palm is an eye. I mean... <laughs> I don't know what's more freaky, that the hands have eyes 
or that there's mud in them. Like I'm just like I know that it's a hand eye, uh, but still it's weird to think of there being mud. In, like it just it makes me feel uncomfortable that there's mud in the hand eyes. Um, I don't know why that's more disturbing than a hand with an eye in it. It's just <laughs> sticking up out of the mud. I'm like, oh, there'd be mud in the eye. Um, Anyway, it's gross. Um, the kids yelling out, help me, help me, surrounded by hands. And then flying through the air is a sonic screwdriver. It's the 11th Doctor's one, you know, the green one. Um, it was kind of coppery and sort of ceramic looking, uh, but it's got a green light. Um, you, you remember the one? It's massive and it kind of flares out a little bit when he presses the button. Um so that goes flying through the air, lands at the kid's feet, uh, and then we can hear the the doctor, like the twelfth doctor, uh, yelling from somewhere in the mist, and he's like, "I'm straight ahead." Uh, that device is making an acoustic corridor so we can speak. And the doctor said he was looking for a bookshop and found a war, a very old one going by the looks of the technology. Right. So this is the story he was telling the night at the castle. But the way he was telling it was like it was going to happen or was he telling it like it did happen? I'm confused. I'm often confused by where the Stephen Moffat stories, you know, are we back or forth? or Like they're all wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. I mean, you know, he did write wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. It's his fault. They're all like this. Um... <laughs> Uh, so the doctor wants to know what war this is and the kid's just like it's just the war and he goes well what planet are we on the kid's like I don't know what you mean Um, and the doctor tells the kid he has to choose to survive like sure the odds are terrible but if he makes the choice to survive he's you know he's going to do it and the doctor's like what's your name tell me the name of the boy who isn't going to die today and the kid says my name's Davros and the doctor looks stricken and the kids calling out, going, you said I could survive. Help me. And the doctor just looks terrified. And then we have the opening credits. And this is a lot. <laughs> um, this is a big kind of moment. Like, how is the doctor meant to react to this? Like, it's, I mean, this is, you know, baby Hitler business. Like, this is, but I love that it's instead of, uh, you know, I mean, we've already done Let's Kill Hitler. Um <laughs> But I love that it's, you know, gone back. Who's Stephen Moffat's thought? Oh, I've already done the Let's Kill Hitler as, you know, a, an adult. But like, and also I think that was kind of the River Song thing. Like she was, you know, a little baby psychopath sent to kill the doctor. Um, you know, would you kill her when she was a kid kind of thing. Uh, even though she was trained to be an assassin. So it was confusing. Um, but yeah, so this is like, okay, we've got a little kid. He's Davros. Uh, would the doctor, should the doctor save him? Like, is that what's going on here? Like, this is, you know, the doctor could end the Daleks right now and just let this kid be killed by these hand mines. Um, these creepy hands with eyes. Oh, what a glorious moment. But we don't get to spend any time on it because uh, next thing we're in the Meldavarium. Is that what it's called? Um, which is, you know, we've been here before. It's turned up in a bunch of episodes. Usually someone turns up there to find out something portentous. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we see some creepy geezer wandering down a corridor in a long cloak and he's almost floating, just kind of, you know, like the movement is gorgeous. It's kind of like, it was, it's almost like he's on roller skates. Um, 
And he comes into like a bar kind of thing, you know, it's lots of species hanging out, very Star Wars cantina vibe. And when he arrives, they all freak out. They're like, <gasps> he's got scaly skin under his big hood and these massive cuts across his face, like completely encircling it. Like he's, yeah, in, he says, we are colony Saf, we bring harm. Well, that is not a nice thing to bring to the pub, colony Saf. come on. Um, everyone backs away from him. There's an ood. Oh, there's two ood's. Uh, Colony Saf asks where the doctor is. Oh, there's some hath as well. And a sycorax. I love the hath. They're only in that one, the doctor's daughter, and then never again. Um, we have done the doctor's daughter, haven't we? Oh, that's right, because we're in the middle of my many Jennies theory. <laughs> I did love the many Jennies. Uh, 348 to 349. Oh, that was only short. <laughs> Maybe no one wanted to talk about it back then. No one wants to talk about the doctor having kids. Shh. Um, or maybe that was just the old days where I got through an episode really quickly and only took me 20 minutes to do a 40-minute episode. Now it takes me four days because I describe everything. For some, I don't know why I've decided to do these like over-the-top explanations. <laughs> it's, just, it's all content. <laughs> it's all fun. Um, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's backing away. Uh, and it looks like Colony Saf is getting bigger. Um, yelling, where is the doctor? Like big, booming voice. But we can't see him getting bigger. We just, like the camera pans up and we just see everyone's reactions. Um, and they're looking up. So it's like he's getting bigger. Uh, next thing is the Shadow Proclamation. By the way, these are like on-screen um, captions to tell us where they are because there's such short scenes I guess there's no time for anyone to be walking down and going well it's great here at the Meldavarium where uh, you know everyone like it's, it's just easier to just show an on screen caption <laughs> I, for some reason I thought only Chris Chibnall did this um, like because he did it a lot like it was you know year and and place but obviously this was you know, and I was like, oh, why doesn't you just write a scene for someone to explain it? And, you know, uh, Stephen Moffat also did not write those scenes. Uh, anyway, Shadow Proclamation, um, bunch of floating asteroids linked together with, you know, buildings on top of them and like, you know, weird sort of platforms between them. Um, and, you know, the main woman at the Shadow Proclamation with the curly blonde hair and the red eyes, she's there. She's, you know, in her flowing diaphanous gowns. Um, she's ordering a Jadoon to deploy an under-regiment because that number of suicide moons cannot be ignored. I don't know what any of this means. Um, does it have anything to do with the moon being an egg from a <laughs> previous season? <laughs> um, <laughs> weirdly, the egg moon did not make much of a, an appearance um, in the recap of season eight. Um, it did, like the scene with Clara saying, you can't just, you know, come in here and um, not tell us what to do. Like that was in it. But other than that, there was not much egg business. Um, the moon is an egg. Uh, so then she stops and says, oh, we've got to hear a security breach. Um, the, the Shadow Proclamation woman. And Colony Saf is gliding across the floor towards her. Uh, her building is very opulent where she works. Like, you know, it's lots of marble pillars and statues, shiny marble floors. And she demands to know his business. She knows Colony Saf on site. She's like, no, I know you. Um, 
and he asks again, where's the doctor? And she's like, I've got no idea. Um, she goes, it's not your concern anyway, and certainly not your employer's. And he says, the doctor is required. And she says, what uh, does Davros want with the doctor? Um, also, she knows that Davros is part of this, right? So, Davros has employed Colony Saf. Uh, anyway, Saf skates out again on his invisible roller skates. I mean, his big dress covers it all, so you can't really see that he's on roller skates. We'll continue this in the next episode. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.